Hi, CityCast listeners. Are honeybees good or bad for Houston's environment? And why do beekeepers especially love Houston? Today, we are talking with beekeeper Nicole Burgers of B2B Honey. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Nicole, how are you today? Hi, Lisa. Doing fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. raining. It's and raining. what does that mean for you? That means I'm inside, not in a bee suit, and I am uh, being productive in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not what you're usually doing no. on sunny days, right? No. You're out with the bees? I am. I am. So this is a, a pleasant uh, respite. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> All right. So, Nicole, you were listening to an episode that we did a while back with Jaime Gonzalez. Yes. Called The Battle of the Bees. Yes. And long story short, environmentalists are worrying that honeybees, which are native to Europe, crowd out Houston's native pollinators. And sure. so they might be reducing our biodiversity. So, right. as a beekeeper, <laughs> what did you think? I was literally beekeeping while listening to your podcast, as I often am. In your bee suit? In my bee suit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you have the headphones in. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just, I put it in my uh, top pocket and it, uh, the bees are listening as well. <laughs> yeah. We've got to count them as listeners. Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, <laughs> but um, I loved the episode. I, I agree that honeybees are definitely crowding out native pollinators. And I thought it was a great point to, to bring that up and talk about it. Uh, I also thought, well, if you're going to have honeybees anywhere, the biodiversity of Houston might be the best place to have them. Um, and I thought, well, we didn't specifically talk about Houston in particular. I know they've done a lot of research oh. in other cities, yeah. like you know, there, there are other cities where this is definitely a problem. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's particularly a problem here in our extremely biodiverse city. <laughs> Why would we be different than other places? Well, um, as you've covered many times on CityCast, Houston is incredibly biodiverse. Uh, we also have a lot of space. So it's not mm -hmm. as dense as other cities may be. Uh, it also has an extremely long growing season. So we pretty much beekeep year round, unlike most places. Uh, I may not open the beehive in January, <laughs> but beyond mm -hmm. that, I'm, <laughs> I'm opening the hive throughout the year. Um, and we, we in Houston in particular, even compared to other cities in Texas, have higher yields of honey. Uh, we have a lot of bees. Uh, beekeepers from all over the country may come down to Houston um, just for our nectar flows because they are just so abundant and profitable also. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think of urban Houston as, you know, the land of milk and honey. It totally is. <laughs> Okay, so why would that be? Why do we have good nectar flow? I, I think of us as a very paved place. Yeah, I would think so too uh, on the outset, but it mm -hmm. is 
a lot of citrus, a lot of gardeners, a lot of gardens ah. here, right? And yeah. um, we have uh, another problematic species that gives us uh, a lot of nectar, which is the Chinese tallow tree, which I know oh. you've written about <laughs> in the Urban Almanac. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have I have one in my yard. Yes, I keep thinking I've got to cut that thing down. But it's good for bees, honeybees. Yes. As, it's a terrible invasive. Yes. It kills everything around it, but... But it does provide us with uh, honey. So it has some, oh. you know, evil capitalism uh, <laughs> effects. <laughs> uh, this is the one good thing I can say about a tallow tree. So it's good to know that. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's pretty in the, in the winter. Yeah. But um, yeah, it does produce yeah. delicious honey. So do you think that honeybees are less likely to crowd out native pollinators here because we have so many? Mm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a botanist. I'm botanist, not a, okay. <laughs> I'm not an entomologist. Uh, I'm a beekeeper. So I, I right. come with it with a bias, but I think it's a responsible thing to do as a beekeeper to acknowledge it and yeah. to um, educate yourself so that uh, your practices in particular do not harm other other bugs, other pollinators, because that can happen with, with honeybees. You can have very sick honeybees and they can infect uh, all the, the other pollinators around them. They can spread disease, oh. things like that. So being a responsible beekeeper is a goal of mine and it's what I mm -hmm. preach. I mean, as somebody who likes to eat locally, yes, I've eaten a lot of local honey. Yeah. I mean, honeybees are livestock. Yeah. <laughs> Just like cattle. <laughs> Just like cattle or, you know, uh -huh. chickens or whatever. They, they've all were brought over here uh, by colonists and we use them for our food system. So, why did you decide to become a beekeeper? Uh, um, I feel like I decided to become a beekeeper probably under the, the view that I was doing something positive. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. I, I think most beekeepers feel like it's, it's, they're maybe naive and they, they feel like it's something beneficial, but the relationship between humans and honeybees has existed forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very beautiful and uh, symbiotic relationship. And it fascinated me and I was just drawn to it. Uh, so that that's really kind of the drive to beekeep. It's, it's a beautiful hobby. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get started? For me, I wanted to get started for a very long time. I started taking classes. I started uh, reading a lot of books, but I'm a renter. So I never thought that I could be a beekeeper. <laughs> well, okay. Leases don't have a no bee lease, right? They don't have a no bee clause. <laughs> My current one does. <laughs> it does because it, they put it in there because of me. <laughs> so yeah, they uh -huh. can't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> but my boyfriend, Brendan, he uh -huh. bought me a beehive for my birthday one year. And, oh, uh, yeah. good boyfriend. Very good. 
And he uh-huh. uh, told me to get started in our backyard, and I did. And then about a year and a half later, I had to move my beehive. Um, and so I moved it to a small business incubator, and it kind of started the ball. And I ended up quitting my job and starting a beekeeping business. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so how has the reception been for the beekeeping business? Oh, excellent. Um, There are a lot of people, a lot of gardeners, a lot of Mm -hmm. people who want to grow their own food that are super interested Mm -hmm. in beekeeping. And I help them. uh, I educate them how to do it responsibly and with the bees in mind. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I have had a great reception. Beekeeping is extremely trendy. So, yeah, yeah. So you work with people who have beehives all over the city. You have beehives all over the place too, right? Yeah, I I have two apiaries in the city. Uh um, And then we have about 35 other apiaries throughout the city, um, backyards, rooftops, balconies, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. What does Houston honey taste like? And does it taste different in different parts of town? Every harvest tastes completely different, but um, we have a lot of citrus, a lot of herbal notes. Um, Mm -hmm. The tallow honey is kind of rich and um, really well balanced. We have just really delicious honey and in a variety of colors. So it can range from like a straw yellow to a Mm -hmm. deep, dark, almost you know, black honey. So it, it really has like a spectrum, a spectrum of, of different flavors. Sometimes it's very earthy and just very rich. Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell a difference between say Houston honey and Austin honey? Oh, for sure. Yeah. What would be, what it be? Um, I love this terroir. It's, it's like wine. You can tell where it's from. Yes. It has the most terroir of any food. So, uh, uh, there is a honey, <laughs> honey tasting wheel um, with mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, different types of woody notes or floral notes. Uh, Austin honey, there's a lot of mesquite in Austin honey mm-hmm. that we don't have as much here. Um, I'm not extremely familiar with Austin honey, but it, it is definitely <laughs> different. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy honey from places other than Houston just because I have so much Houston honey in my life. Um, <laughs> it's always it, the honey from other places yeah. always impresses me. Um, and they would say the same thing about us. So uh, yeah. it's it's really great um, to try different neighborhoods. Like I can tell the difference between honey from, say, Third Ward and t- honey from the Heights. Um, it just tastes different. What is the difference? It depends on the time of year. So uh-huh. uh, each hive has about a three mile radius. They'll have a unique mix of flora and fauna that they are foraging on. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be completely different um, just depending on what that particular uh-huh. colony's wow. preferences are. It's a very local way to eat. Yes, it's a very lucky way to, local way to eat, um, uh-huh. and it's it's really amazing to grow your own food. So I feel like it's it's pretty radical in that sense, and then you also have the benefit of understanding the species and really respecting what they do. All right. Well, thanks so much, Nicole. 
This has been really interesting. (laughs) You're welcome. That was Nicole Burgers. Now, I am here with lead producer Dina Kesba. Dina, what other news is happening around town? Hey, Lisa. All right, y'all. I've got a feel-good story for y'all today. The Houston Rockets teamed up with the Houston Children's Charity to give out 200 beds and bedding to children in need, all in part of the A Better Night's Sleep program. The Fertitta Family, Clutch City Foundation, and the Rockets also presented a $60,000 check to the Houston Children's Charity. There's no secret that this will really go a long way for those kids in need. That is it for our show today. Please, if you like what we're doing, tell somebody. It really helps us find new listeners. Tell your best friend about our show. Tell your boss. Tell the bees. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. I'm loving your uh, insect-focused content. There's so much of it. <laughs> totally loving it. Thank you. Uh, we need a spin-off bug po- podcast, I think. The Bugs of Houston. CityCast Bugston. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of bugs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's one of our strengths. <laughs>